This is the Daily Roll Call Podcast, Talking Tennessee with Kathy Henners. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Daily Roll Call Podcast. I'm Kathy Henners, your host, along with Dave Vance. And today, as we face so many distractions, we must focus on things important to us, especially here in Tennessee, especially elections. Today, I would like to welcome Casey Hood, who is running for state Senate in District 24. Uh, Welcome, Casey. Um, Would you please just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and why they should vote for you? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me today. Uh, I'm Casey Hood. I am from Northwest Tennessee. I was uh, born and raised here in O'Brien County, outside of a little town called O'Brien. Uh, I come from the most humble of beginnings. My father, my mother was uh, married in 1969. It's uh, a great little story. They lived in a little house trailer. Uh, that winter, the pipes froze and burst. They couldn't afford to hire anyone to fix everything. So he had to learn to do that himself. And that was the birth of Hood Plumbing Company. I was born in 1970 and I grew up to kind of take over the family business. And since then, I've kind of learned to look at everything from a small business perspective. And that's what I kind of bring to what I want to do here now. Northwest Tennessee is kind of unique in who we are. Uh, We are not Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville, uh, Chattanooga, we are a family-based, faith-oriented part of the state. Uh, I look at everything a little bit different. I'm not a politician. I look at the way things should be. I look at things, uh, I'm kind of from that old school mentality of you should be a citizen legislator. You should go to Nashville every year. You should do the people's work. Then you should come home and go to work. Uh I was uh, married in 1993. I have two children, uh, Haley, who is 26 years old, Lindy, who is 22. Uh, We are firmly based in our faith in God. I believe Jesus Christ walked this earth. Uh, He died for my sins. And every day I wake up and I find some way to work for him. Uh, My wife and I We have continued to work for the public our entire life. She works for the United States Postal Service. My little family plumbing business is in the public works department for the city of Troy and the city of Obine for uh, over the last 20 years. Uh, I had an opportunity about eight months ago when the Honorable Bill Sanderson resigned to fill out his term uh, until a special election could be held as interim state representative. I was always curious working for different municipalities why certain projects were being completed and others weren't. I never uh, understood why we would work on one thing and something else would be neglected. I didn't. It wasn't my place to ask why. It was just to uh, do what I was told. And being a state representative, I had a chance to look behind the scenes and discover There was no one working on these cities' behalf hard enough to get the resources they need to complete a lot of projects that should have been done. And that's what kind of sparked my interest to want to run for state senate. Uh, I really looked into a lot of the issues that we have in Northwest Tennessee. Our infrastructure is in really bad shape. Uh, Our schools need a lot of help. There are so many areas where we have been neglected in Northwest Tennessee I bring a different viewpoint. Um, I bring a very conservative viewpoint to everything. Uh, 
different areas. I'll bring up the heartbeat bill. Number one, the heartbeat bill is not just a piece of legislation for my family. My wife and I, we lived those hard decisions. In 1993, my wife was very ill in her first pregnancy. She suffered from toxemia, and at 26 weeks, uh, I was basically looked at by a doctor and said, we can save one or the other, but we don't think we can save both. What is your decision? And I said, uh, that's not our decision. God gives the essence of life. You work to save both, and we will leave that in his hands. And at 28 weeks, we gave birth to a two-pound, four-ounce little girl, and she's 26 years old now and works in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, four years later, we went through the same thing. And again, we left that decision to God because he gives the essence of life. That is not for man to make that decision. And at 26 weeks, we gave birth to a two-pound, four-ounce little girl. Oh, I'm sorry, a one-pound, 13-ounce little girl that time. And she's 22 and about to graduate as a CPA from the University of Tennessee at Martin. And my decision to run for state senate was because I'm the remember when guy. I'm 50 years old. And we are not what we used to be in our small communities. We don't have the resources we once had for jobs. And I look at her, she's not able to find a job in the profession that she's chosen here at home. And I think about, well, what about my grandchildren? What's going to be available here for them 20 years from now? And if someone doesn't start working for our area right now, there will be nothing here for them. Uh, Our current senator has not done that. He has focused more on urban areas, Nashville, Memphis. Uh, Knoxville. He is not focused on what we need here. So my decision to run is solely to work and put Northwest Tennessee's needs first. We have to look at everything right now from a supply and demand. Uh, Right now, Northwest Tennessee, the only supply that we have to offer is tourism. I've been involved. I've been a waterfowl guide for over 24 years on Realfoot Lake. And that is the one supply that we have to offer people. We have to learn to work together across Northwest Tennessee to bring people in. Tourism, uh, bringing people in, in that aspect, our tourism dollar will help us grow here. We will never have industry to come back to Northwest Tennessee like a good year. We will never have another corporation, I don't think, to bring two to 3,000 jobs into one industry. Uh, transportation is the largest cost in production of any particular item. And I don't think any large corporation is going to want to transport the raw materials this far interior into the country to produce a good to transport it uh, back out again for sale. It's just too costly. So we have to stop looking at uh, the major home run for industry and start focusing on small industry. I think it's better to look at, you know, try to find 50 industries that will employ 20 than it is to look for one that will employ 1,000. Uh, your economy is not decimated near as badly if you have one industry that has to close with 30 or 40 jobs as we had with when Goodyear closed that had so many jobs. It will take many, 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 many years for this area to get over what happened when Goodyear left here. Uh, Different things. Uh, I am a a constitutionally conservative person. I believe in the Constitution of the United States of America. Uh, Most people recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and they don't think about those words as they say them. 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Those words mean a lot to me. I think uh, an elected official, it is his responsibility to go to Nashville and represent the people that elected him, not corporations, not PACs, not other parts of the state. He is bound by his oath to represent the people who elected him. That is what I truly believe in. That is what I truly believe that a republic is supposed to be about. And I do not think that that's the, what we have right now in our state. Uh, I don't think that our quote unquote politicians are doing that. I don't think that we have citizen legislators anymore. I don't think that we have people in Nashville in our Senate who have the interest of the people at heart. Currently, you look at what's happening right now. I applaud our House. I applaud our representatives. Mm -hmm. They are up there doing the people's business, and I am proud of everything they are doing. In turn, I look at what our Senate is not doing. They are neglecting the state of Tennessee and the people. They are not up there working, doing what should be done, representing the people of the state of Tennessee and what needs to be done. It is disgraceful. Words cannot describe how disappointed I am in what they are not doing. I urge everyone in the state of Tennessee to call their senator today and give them their opinion on what they are not doing. Tell them if they are not willing to do their job, then resign. Tell them to just go home. If they're not willing to do what they were elected to do, then go home. Let someone else go do the job that should be done. And that's a huge part of that responsibility of being elected. And, and I do appreciate that you stand so firmly in that. Um, now, I do have a, a question for you. Um, it is about, you know, as we continue to see cases of this COVID-19 in our state, how did you think Governor Lee handled the lockdown and should lockdowns be considered again in the future if cases of this COVID continue to grow? How did you feel overall that Governor Lee uh, handled that? I think the governor overstepped his authority uh, during the COVID crisis. I do not think that he had the authority to uh, shut our state down the way he did. Number one, I think the basic premise that he forgot was that this is a free country and people have a choice. I think that he forgot that every day people choose to go outside and live their lives every day. One of the basic facts in life is that you cannot escape the inexorable doom of death. So what he did by basically shutting this state down was he crippled our economy, number one. He should have let people who wanted to exercise their right to live their life, live their life. He should have let businesses who wanted to open, open. He should have let everyone live their life and make a choice as they saw fit. Uh, I don't know how long it will take for our economy to recover in this state if it will recover because of those decisions. I don't think he had that authority. 
to do what he did. Now, I don't have all of the information in front of me that he was acting upon. I think looking back, we fell into a process of uh, peer pressure, bully tactics. Our state government just kind of looked at what every other state was doing and fell into that. Well, we have to do the same thing also. And we should not have done that. We should have stood on our own. Uh, I understand that different parts of our state uh, had different needs, but we are not a one-size-fits-all state. We had parts of the state that did not have a single case of COVID for a long time. It was not fair for those parts of the state to be under any restriction whatsoever, and yet they were. Uh, I can even give you an instance of where a barber was actually told at one point, you can cut hair from home, but you can't do it from your shop. I think, now how, how crazy was that? He was told that he could possibly infect people in his home but he couldn't do his job where it was more sterile and he could control the environment in his shop. So, again, I think the governor made a, a grave mistake by taking the people's rights away and not giving them a choice. By giving them the choice to exercise their freedom as a citizen in this state. So based on your comments, and by the way, I agree 100 uh, percent. If you're elected, would you support legislation that clarified what the governor can and can't do so that we don't have a repeat of that, whether it's COVID-19, COVID-20, or whatever. I absolutely 100% would support any legislation. Another thing that's happened recently with these protests slash riots in Nashville, uh, last Saturday specifically, when the, you know, the, certainly the city totally unprepared and the governor, excuse me, the, the mayor, really made things worse by inviting these people uh, and even speaking with him, breaking his own COVID regulations. Um, but some people suggest that, you know, the governor had a role there as well. But what are your thoughts on what should or shouldn't have been done differently considering these protests all across the country before they came to Nashville, they were getting out of hand. They were getting violent. They were, they were riots versus protest. So what do you think maybe should have been done differently by the state in this situation? I think what happened in Nashville was a complete embarrassment. Uh, I have to give you an example. I was uh, directly involved with a fraternal organization who had to cancel a fraternal meeting uh, that would have carried about 2,000 people to downtown Nashville in March. We were restricted from having that meeting. We tried to reschedule in April. We were told we could not have that meeting. We tried to reschedule in May. We were told we could not have that meeting. We were going to reschedule in June, and we decided to finally cancel. Yet the mayor of Nashville decided to invite protesters to come without a contingency plan for what could happen. I do not believe that you should ever undertake anything without having a plan of action in place in case something goes wrong. I cannot believe that we were in a position in a city the size of Nashville to not have a plan of action ready 
in case something like this took place. Uh, in a city this size, in a government this size, why were we not prepared for this? And if we were prepared, why did we not have resources in place to stop this before it started? We were told we could not practice our faith. We could not go to church. But yet we could assemble and masses this size to protest. Now, that's a contradiction. Explain this to me. We were told that we could not go as families and friends and as parties to restaurants to eat together as families peacefully. But yet we could assemble and protest. Now, explain this to me. Now, was the governor involved? I don't know. But the mayor of Nashville and what happened there is an embarrassment for the state of Tennessee. That should have never happened. There should have been forethought before this, before he ever invited these people to come, before he ever made a statement. There should have been a plan of action put in place in case Anything went wrong, nothing could have happened. And now we are dealing with this across the state, and it will take months before we ever get back to any sense of normality because of what I would simply call stupidity. Absolutely. Uh, Casey, we, you know, we totally agree with everything that you said. Um, you know, it's been really sad to see what's happening uh, in our state without the leadership, obviously, that we should have had, a lot of these things uh, may have been squashed. Um, as former law enforcement, retired law enforcement myself, um, there's a lot of things that are happening that are disturbing. And so with, you know, hearing you, your platform and, and, you know, hearing our voices and amplifying those voices for us, uh, certainly um, for the entire state, um, you know, we thank you for that. And we certainly wish you the best of luck. And you know what, when you're elected, uh, you know, we, we want you to come back on and visit and keep us up to date on, you know, what it is that you're doing and what bills are, are being promoted by yourself and supported. And uh, we really do look forward to that. And we do wish you the best of luck and um, God bless. This is the Daily Roll Call podcast, Talk in Tennessee with Kathy Hinders.